Welcome back, y'all. It's your girl, La Perla, on the seventh episode of La Perla Podcast. We are, you know, a ways through this journey. Thank you for listening in. This episode and every episode is brought to you by Bodega Brands. Check out all their locations on IG. You can always hit me up for information. My Instagram is L-A-A-A dot Perla. The podcast IG is L-A-A-A dot Perla Podcast, so follow us on IG so you get all the new interesting updates. And you could also comment on what you would like us to speak about going forward. I always take any listener interaction and suggestions. I'm very, I'm very open to that. So we're going to get right into it. We just had a holiday. I feel like it's a made-up holiday. A lot of people say it's a made-up holiday. So the first topic is that Valentine's Day pressure, right? Like, we felt it this week, right? We just went through it like as a single person and we kind of go through it and it's kind of like we joke about it we go through stages of valentine which is like jokes and then depression and then loneliness and then back to like oh we're normal like you know it's really like <clears throat> it's so much pressure to seem like you're loved on in that time which should really should you should be loved and appreciated every day especially if you're in a healthy partnership relationship you should have that love whether it's a holiday or not, whether it's your birthday or not, you know, um, are gifts, you know, superficial or do you prefer a sentimental gift? Like I for sure like love nice things. You know, I love a good shopping spree. What girl doesn't? But I think it means more when your partner like gives you something like they remembered from two years ago that was might have been something so small that reminded you of your grandmother or your childhood or even if they made something for you or actually made life easy maybe they took the kids and let you have a few personal hours or whatever love means like I think it's I just feel like gifts from the heart are more long lasting in your memories versus you going out and try to compete with everybody and let me get my girl like the biggest bag the most expensive shoes like is social media, you know, going to sub bullet point, bullet point that I have here is like, is the social media competition play a role in like, damn, I gotta beat my boy's gift to his girl, or I, I gotta be this girl's gift to her man, or I gotta look more lit than her on my post, I gotta have the most roses, or I gotta have the best room, or the best little video, I feel like, in my opinion, that shit is so fucking stupid, because if somebody wanted to do something special like that, it could be on a Thursday. It could be on a random Wednesday. It could be your anniversary. It could be, it could be, on a, it doesn't have to be, let me look lit on Valentine's. And like, why do you guys buy into it? You know, it's a commercial holiday. Everybody says that it. it's just like stores trying to drive up sales after like their plummet after the holiday season. Like people are shopping from Thanksgiving, not even like October, it's Halloween to Christmas. It's a shopping frenzy for everybody, whether it's planning parties and fucking Halloween parties and and costumes and then Thanksgiving and buying food and outfits and prepping for Christmas. And so it's a really high tide for retail and marketing and all of that. You know, they make, they, they come off of, of us. You know, so when when February hits, we already have a month kind of like recuperating, you know, American capitalism says, oh, wait, it's time to hit them again. We got to make up a holiday so they can spend money again, you know, because the next holiday is what? Not till Easter. Not everybody's, you know, follows the same religious practices. So Valentine's is a universal way to say, like, let's make them spend some money again. So, yes. Do I think it's a commercial holiday? It very much so is. 
And then, the, and then if, if Valentine's Day, which is the 14th of February, is a commercial holiday, when is Side Bitch Day? Is it the day before or is it the day after? It's the day after, right? So they was calling, a lot of clubs was marketing off of that, like, Side Bitch Wednesdays. Like, what? <laughs> so if I'm working, and I was working that Wednesday, I'm a Side Bitch, come see me. I mean, I'll take it if it comes with money. But I'm just, like, it's just everything. You got to look at it, everything as marketing. Like, it's not really, people are just trying to get y'all money. And I'm not saying don't celebrate love. Celebrate love. I'm not bitter. I love love. As a Scorpio, I act tough. And inside, I'm very, like, I'm a teddy bear. Like, I act tough and I don't give a fuck. But when I really do care, it's like, I'm very emotional and touchy and attached and clingy. But <clears throat> celebrate love, but... Don't make it as that you go broke trying to impress people that don't give a fuck about you on IG. Like, it really, it doesn't, you know? And then, is Valentine's Day only for the couples or is Valentine's Day for everybody? Is it for your side bitch? Is it for your mom? Is it for your kids? Is it for your family? Is it for your friends? Is Valentine's Day only a romantic holiday? I don't think so because it's friendship and love. Like, even if you're single, I gotta tell myself sometimes, like, why are you feeling sad, bitch? Like, so what? Like, love yourself. Take yourself out. You know, and I do that a lot. Go to, go, take yourself to dinner. Go to dinner with your kids. At that week, um, which was a Monday, I went out and I had, a, like, after-school lunch date with my 10-year-old, and it was amazing. And we spoke about everything, and it was good quality time. It also, these holidays, even though they're commercial, they also remind our, us to show love to the people that you love. It don't have to be a romantic involvement. It could be your kids, your mom, your family. So... Although it is commercial, it serves as a good reminder to love each other, love on each other, show appreciation, show love, um, have more sex, <laughs> do all of that. Make a Scorpio. We we're necessary in the world. You make a Scorpio. You have a make a baby on Valentine's Day. You're probably getting a Scorpio. So, God bless. <laughs> and I'm moving on to my next topic, which I worked this week. Like I said, in the strip club. And I was talking to a group of my guy friends, and they were giving me a million topics, right? And and I love that because it gets like it helps me brainstorm and it helps me bring y'all what y'all really want to listen to. So I love that. So I'm sitting there with them, and we had this whole debate, and I've had this debate a million times. And then this is my next topic: like, does publicizing your relationship hurt you in the nightlife? Or when you're a public figure, like if you're a person that has to be around a lot of people, whether you're a promoter, whether you are promoting a brand like Bodega, if you have a lot of stories, you have a lot of clients, if you are out there in the nightlife and you got to kind of promote your body, your sexuality, your that fantasy to the people, does it hurt you? Even as a guy, you're a DJ, you have to be flirty, you got to be, you know, people want to come out for you. Like, does it affect that customer flow I think it has pros and cons, and I'm going to go over them because some people don't give a fuck if you're in a relationship. Like, if they like you, they're like, that's actually more enticing. Some people like that competition. Like, oh, this shorty has a man now. I'm going to show her why. Her man ain't shit, and I'm that nigga for her. You know, like, or some people are turned off by it. Some people say, well, I don't need to pull up and spend my bread on this bitch so her, for, for her to go home to her nigga. So it can go, like, two different ways, you know, like, Bartender's perspective is like a lot of bartenders try to like hide their man. Ninety percent of them hide their boyfriends because they think it's gonna hurt their pockets. And in a way, it does. Like when you rep your man a little too hard, niggas is like, this bitch is never gonna give me the time of day. Like even though you shouldn't be pulling up with the 
with the expecting that you're gonna get pussy that night. You shouldn't be pulling up. You should be pulling up because you're trying to have a good time. You're trying to vibe, drink, whatever, and that's it. But niggas is horny, and we know that. And the y'all in the deep down inside, even though no, no matter how cool a nigga try to play it, if we were to give them that little window, we were to crack the window a little bit of opportunity, they're gonna slide right in there. Like a subway rat. They're just gonna like slide right in and like nibble their way through them fucking drawers, bitches. Don't fucking keep your guard up. But the point is that niggas can act respectful, even the calmest, coolest, more laid back. You crack that window of opportunity and they're gonna slide in there. No nigga in this room with me right now can say, I'm talking shit. I'm saying the facts. And that's why, from a bartender's perspective, we wanna give that window in their mind like an illusion that you might one day bag us. So you could keep pulling up. I mean, I, I hate to give up the... But y'all knew this already. Like, I'm not giving up no secrets. Y'all, y'all knew this already. From a promoter's perspective, I don't think it get, people give a fuck whether you have a girl or not. Um, y'all supposed to be bringing out multiple people, males and females, to the parties. I have to remind you your job because some promoters don't understand what their job is. It's to bring people to the club and pack the club. Along with us, you know, it always contributes if we bring tables, but I think I have to repeat it. Your job is to pack the club with different tables. Okay, that is literally your job. So it shouldn't matter if you have a girlfriend or not unless some customers, unless all you back are bitches to pull up and flirt with you. Like if you're that type of entertainer, then I understand how that would hurt your pockets. But I just feel like we're fighting stereotypes here even to be in a relationship because how hard is it to even be in a relationship with somebody who's like out there in the streets, like out there you know, whose job is to flirt with people to come out, whose job is to be sexy or do these photo shoots. How hard is it for you to date? And I asked this gentleman that was giving me the suggestions, how hard is it for y'all? It was like a half and half. Because some of them said, oh, I know if I'm dating a bartender, I know she's, you know, it's a bad bitch. I know she got to have pictures out there. I know she got to, you know, flirt with niggas. I, I know I've done it before. They're, you know, they're repeat offenders. So they already know what it is to fuck with a bartender or, or, or a waitress. But some guys will be like, nah, you know, I'll smash, but I don't think I can handle it. And I feel like, yeah, and I called the mom. I'm like, you insecure then. Because what you're saying, there's people that are porn stars that are married to other people that are not porn stars. So it's about... How much do you trust your partner and how insecure you are, like, and what your type is? Because if your type is to date people that look like us, then you got to deal with what comes with dating us. Like, it is what it is. Like, sometimes we're not going to post you and how you're going to feel about that. See, that's how I'm trying to flip it. Like, we're not going to post you because it's going to hurt our pockets. Are you going to feel a certain way about it? Or you're going to understand that it's part of our business strategy? Or is social media that important to you that we got to post everything? Like, it really is a lot of factors. I need a lighter because I talk so much shit that the blunt went off. But <laughs> I'm transparent here, guys. But it's just something to think about. Does it hurt? It couldn't, It depends who you're fucking with. Like, it depends, you know, what customer base you have. Because my customer base is, like, made up of mostly friends that just want to come and vibe and have a good time. I don't promise pussy for you to come and pull up to my bar. Like, I promise a good time. You're going to have a blast. We're going to get mad lit. You know, we're going to do all that. Like, we're going to take shots by the hour, every hour, seven times an hour. But am I guaranteeing you pussy? No. Have I hooked up with guys who perhaps maybe pulled up in the past? Yeah. But not because they pull up. Because I, if I feel a vibe with somebody and it's, it's mutual and there's chemistry, then... You know, that's my decision, and I'm a consenting adult, and they're consenting adults, and it is what it is. But that's not what I guarantee, so it's kind of like, you know, 
it's a toxic lifestyle, you know. So sometimes if we don't post you, it's because we're trying to like shield you from that toxicity. You know, as soon as you, if you're in a public eye, whatever position you hold in the nightlife, bartender, promoter, owner, or even like a person with running their own business who's out there and people know of a lot. Sometimes they don't like to publicize their personal life or their relationship because they're shielding that personal life and relationship. They're shielding them from people coming in hating, telling you old stories about me, telling them, oh, this nigga's, this nigga got, you know, had this bitch around, or this bitch had this nigga at her bar, and isn't that your girl? And well, and it just complicates the things. You tarnish your relationship sometimes when you over-publicize things that are close and personal and you love because... People are going to have something negative. People are never going to have something positive to say. People are going to say, Perla's mad, cool, hard work. You're like, you know that she used to fuck with. You know that she used to. You know that's the first thing they're going to say to my man if I were to ever put a man out there. So me personally, I don't feel the need to like... My relations are not secret, but they are private. You know, and who needs to know about it is going to know about them. Who doesn't? Well, I treat more social media nowadays as a marketing thing, you know, to be a comedian... And to advertise for myself, for my job, for this podcast, that's what I use it for. So that's my perspective on that whole, does publicizing relationship hurt your pockets? I think it's a 70, 30, 70, it does, 30%. Maybe sometimes it doesn't, some niggas might not care. But in the overall spectrum of it, yeah, it does matter. Because niggas pulling up on you and they lusting over you, they're going to eventually want to spend that. Even if they don't want to fuck, even if they want to be a gentleman, they want to take you on a date. They want to spend that one-on-one quality time with you. So that's my take on that. Y'all could grab it, y'all could let it go. But that's what I told the niggas that I was discussing this with. And at the end of the day, they had to agree with me. Like, there's no way you're pulling up on a girl, even if that's your homegirl, if you you have to think that she looks good. We're selling sex. We're selling a fantasy. You can't. Oh yeah, I I came to just show love to her soul. No, nigga, you looking at ass like we're human. Like get the fuck out of here. And then it leads into my next topic because, and these are things that are always talked about. These are things that are always brought up. This is why you see an unbalance in relationships sometimes in the streets. You see people, you see these fine-ass women with an okay-looking guy or like, and you're like, nah, I don't match up. <laughs> and then my, my next topic is, how do you manage love and finance? And this is what I mean. This is like a general topic. How do you manage, how do you balance love and finance? Meaning... One of the first questions you ask a female is, what are you looking for, right? What are you looking for? What are you looking for in a man? What do you want, right? And that's a very broad topic because you could go emotional. I want somebody who's loyal, supportive, who loves me, who loves my kids, who's emotionally balanced, who cares about, who believes in God, who cares about their family, who has a close relationship with their mom, who, you know, those are all emotional things, right? Or you can go the superficial route, I don't know who's established, who got their crib, who got their car, who, you know, who has a path, like who has goals, who's achieving their goals, who's a little accomplished, because I'm already a little accomplished, who has savings, kids, no kids, already has their kids, I don't want more kids, or I want kids, I want no kids. So that's the superficial reasons. So it's like, this is what I mean. So how do you balance that? Because everybody looks at us as bartenders, as nightlife people, and they say, you guys are very superficial. Like, you guys do not date for love. You guys date for survival, right? You've heard that. Um, 
are you girls from this generation dating for love or survival? I'm not dating for survival because for the past five years, I've proven to myself and the world that knows me that I can survive by myself. I can make do. I'll have hard times where I can't really afford everything that I want, and then I'll have great times where I could take a vacation and I could splurge. And I've proven over the last five years being alone, never, you know, not really getting in a committed relationship that I can, in fact, survive by myself. So do I date for love or money? I think it's a mixture of both. I can't just date somebody who has no ambition and is sitting in a couch expecting me to take care of him. Just like I can't expect for a nigga to get with me and, and me sit on a couch. And I'm just, I wouldn't be comfortable with that. I need to have something going on. Like I need to be contributing to the goal or helping you achieve your goal or have my own shit in place. Most likely have my own shit in place and be working towards my goal. So it's so when it comes in the household. Like I think that's the most clutch, the most reliable, the most secure for you guys to both contribute to the household. Like, you know, a lot of a lot of conversations come up and it's like, do you do 50-50 relationships? Do you go half and half? I'm a little, like, traditional and also flexible because traditional in the sense that I feel like I still feel like the men should still be the main number one financial provider in the household. I just feel like that's the man's role. That's the man's cap. That's what they're supposed to wear as males in the relationship. Should the female contribute? Yes, if you want, if you have to contribute, we have your own thing going on. Of course, to get to the, to the goal faster, it's great to have two incomes. But primarily, I think it should be, like, a 70-30, like, type of situation maybe not 50 50 and maybe not 100 percent zero but maybe like a 70 30 that's my opinion you don't have to go with it but i just feel like that's healthy because you're willing to contribute to the to the whole household and that's when you have a partner that's when you have like a serious committed relationship that you're willing to really contribute and feed into each other to make those goals a reality but if you're just fucking with a nigga and they're not even, they just try, like, no, nigga, like, you're supposed to prove to me why I should even, you want me, right? We want each other, yes. I prove to you in different ways as a woman provides, and you're supposed to provide how a man is supposed to provide, which I feel like is treating me like a queen and opening those doors and feeding to my emotional needs, but also feeding to my financial needs and what you know I need back me up. Like, if I'm, you know, dating you and fucking you, you should be back. I shouldn't, you, it, should, it goes unsaid, like, so I date for both. I, I I want that chemistry and I want the emotional connection, but I also want to feel supported in life. Like if I'm failing and I'm struggling, I shouldn't be struggling because I got a man with me, right? For that, I'll just be by myself. I won't be struggling. I'd rather be by myself. You can't have my back. Like I make my own bread, but it's like if I'm fucking you, like why should I have to tell you, yo, I need like $500 for this or I need like, damn, my hair looks fucked up. Damn, like I got to take care of this and that. I shouldn't have to tell you. You should know like, here, mom, that's for you. Here, do your hair. Like, that's nice little touches that you bring to fucking with somebody that is giving you their time, attention, and their pussy. Like, what? Hello? Seriously. And then, you know, girls get mistaken a lot about image. I'm not fooled by image because the whole big question that I always ask people, like, do rich niggas look lit or do lit niggas look rich? Like... I think more often than so, lit niggas look rich. And what I mean is that, you know, it's easy to... I'm like, no, God, because I keep talk, talking and the blunt keeps turning off, boo, to me. But anyways, what I mostly say is that when niggas try too hard to front like they're, they have money and they can spend it and they got it like that, more often than not, like, they don't even got it like that. Niggas that are usually more laid back, 
and don't want to be too flashy. You don't want to be too seen. So people don't really like catch on to that. They have really have bread. Don't really show all of that. Don't really portray that image. And that's just what I see from the club. There are some niggas that look lit that are lit, but it's not that many. And those niggas are few and far between and everybody knows who they are. Like people that look like they have money and they actually have money. Everybody knows how and everybody knows that they do have money, but it's few people. Most niggas is just fronting. So it's like, it's hard to even differentiate, you know, like you picking them. If you're only picking them on money basis, then you might be mistaken and you might miss an opportunity to meet somebody who you could have a real emotional connection with like for just because you're picking superficially you miss out on a real connection see that's why i like to have a mixture of both can we vibe together are you intelligent or do you feed my intellectual like stimuli like do you stimulate me intellectually just like you stimulate stimulate me physically like you have to be able to keep my interest which is not an easy thing to do so having money versus having ambition or both I want both Like You can't just have money And be in a cornball Cause there's a lot of corny niggas With money And I'm not going with it Like I need somebody Who's gonna stimulate me Who's gonna make me Wanna think And play with my mind And just stimulate my spirit Like And also has ambition Also drives me To be as ambitious As ambitious as they are Like I need both I need both And you should have everything Set your standards high And follow them Cause why the fuck not Like you set the rules to this. Don't let any type of stereotype about what you do for a living dictate what you demand in a relationship, what you demand out of a holiday, what you demand out of a whatever you want. Go for it. Like You set your own standards. If you want to publicize, if you don't want to publicize, you want people to know, you don't want people to know. Who cares? Your life is yours. Life is short. So... I know this was a short and sweet episode. Again, this episode is brought to you by Bodega Brands. Like today and always, thanks for tuning in. Follow the Instagram page, a page L-A-A-A dot Perla. Podcast page is L-A-A-A dot Perla Podcast. Um, I love y'all. Again, thanks for tuning in. Later. <laughs>